Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. I hope you had a wonderful week. I had a good week, and this week will be pretty good because it'll be a four-day work week. Uh, Martin Luther King's day is on Monday, and we get a holiday for that, so it'll be a good week. We've been talking about, as we begin this year, on ways to have a good year. Last week, we talked about the fact of living in the present, living in peace. That means we're living in the present. We're not anxious too much about the future, and we're not depressed about the past because we can't change the past, and the future's not here yet. And those are all good things. So continuing in that theme, let's talk about something else. Uh, I went off on a little tangent in looking at things uh, this morning, as I usually do. When someone's lecturing, whether it's my preacher at church or I go to a class, something will strike me, and I'll say, okay, yeah. I need to look into that a little more, and I need to try to see about that. And one thing he really struck me, I thought, how do we continue this idea of going forward in the future and having a good year this year? So it comes all again from the sermon. It seems like I'm getting more of those these days, but, you know, Greg does a pretty good job, and he makes me think. And this is one of those times that he made me think. So... I want you to join me as I continue to talk about the things that make us go forward. And he said a lot of things, but at the last, it really got me thinking. You know, we want everything to go smoothly in life. We want everything to go without hitches or hiccups. And you probably have lived long enough to know that that doesn't happen. No matter what we do, no matter how you plan or how well you plan or how big your plans are, they don't always go the way you want them to go. And so that's where I want to focus this week, to kind of look at that idea. Now, I want to give you a definition of success for this year, that success is doing the little things well. You know, the big things we worry about, and then a lot of times there's those little bitty things that we don't think too much about. But really, success is doing the little things well. And we need to think about that. We need to do those things well in life. We need to be committed. We need to be committed to doing 100 things right that no one else does. In other words, we make sure everything is done right. It doesn't matter what it is, how little it is, but we need to make sure we get it right. Now, The other thing is, if we really want to be successful, we need to learn what it is that we're good at and not be afraid to do that thing. You know, I hear a lot of people quote in this part of the country the verse that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And I thought about that. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I can take that on face value. And yeah, if Christ gave me the strength, I I could do it. But when you really look at it deeper and look at the words, there's a little better concept there that I think goes along with this idea of learning what you're good at and doing it and providing that with those talents and that education that you receive that's honed that talent even better. Because I don't think it's so much that Christ will strengthen me to do everything I want to do because, one, some things I don't need to be doing because maybe they're not the right thing to be doing. And some things I don't need to be doing because I'm not gifted, talented, or educated in that area to do them. And so it makes sense if we're going to be successful in life. 
that we need to find what it is that we're passionate about, that we're skilled at, that we have become knowledgeable about, and that we enjoy, and people see that we do a good job of it. So think about that as you're making your goals and you're trying to live in the present. And of course, that could change over time. You might go into another area. You start out in one and go to another. I started out being a preacher. And then after time, I became a chaplain. And that suits me well to be that chaplain now. So do the little things. Be willing to do the hundred little things that nobody else does. Check the details. Don't just look at the big, broad picture and do that. Find confidence. Find what you know. Now, some of you may not want to say you're good at anything, and I suffered from that for a while because many times people would take me as not being humble because I thought I was good at something and I could do it and I would strive to do it and I would come across with the attitude that, hey, let me do this. I'm good at it. Well, a friend of mine, a preacher that was really a mentor, finally explained to me that you're not humble when you just about, oh, that's okay, that, no, no, uh, I don't deserve that, no, no, it really wasn't a big deal, no, that's false humility. Humility is really about knowing where our strengths come from. Now, you may not believe in God, and so you may think your strengths come from your intellect or your education or from your DNA or your heritage, but I always thought in those things that I was good it was because God gifted me to be good in those areas and gave me knowledge in those areas, and I had training in those areas, and I practiced those areas, so I was good at it. And that's what I want you to remember. It's okay to know you're good at something and know that you can do it because you've been called to it, you've been gifted for it, you've been educated for it, you've trained for it, whatever the case may be. And the last thing I want to share with you today in this idea of how do we succeed is not only do we need confidence, do we not only need to do the little things, a hundred little things, and not only should we look at our success as doing the little things that multiply into big things, I want to pull from the story of Jacob that the preacher used this morning. And I never thought about it in this way, but he said, you know, you know the story. And of course, people that go to church would know it. But in case you don't know it, Jacob came and he found a wife. Her name was Rachel. He wanted to marry her. She was good-looking. I mean, she was everything, pleasing to the eyes. All, yeah, she was gorgeous. He wanted to marry her. So Liam, his father-in-law-to-be, he said, okay, you work for seven years, and I'll give you Rachel. We worked for the seven years, and the ceremony came and had a veil over her face, and he married her, and he got to the wedding night, pulled up the veil. It was Leah. He went back said, you've deceived me, you've cheated me. Well, okay, if you still want Rachel, work for another seven years and I'll give you Rachel. And he did. And if you know this story and you go through this story, you find that Rachel was the good-looking one. Leah was not the so good-looking one, but Rachel was barren. But Leah was very fertile. And a point that he brought out was that harvest often comes from the least attractive times and things in our life. And I want you to think about that. Now, Rachel did produce some things and some children and heirs, but not as many as Leah did. And I think the concept that he was trying to get across is sometimes we want all the glamorous things in life. We want the good-looking things, the easy things. And it just doesn't work out that those produce 
the most benefit for our life. As he put it, often the benefit, the harvest, comes from the least attractive times and things in our lives. And I can say that's true for my life. Some of the most beneficial things have come from the most hurtful things. Some of the most beneficial things have come from the most untimely and uncomfortable seasons of my life. And I think you'll find that to be true for you. So remember, do a hundred little things. Do the little things all the time. You'll be successful. Be confident, not cocky, confident, not arrogant, but humble. Because you know you can do what it is you're doing by training, by intellect, by calling, by all these things combined. And you know that's what makes you good at it. Not that you're just good because it's you. Okay? And then remember, when you're going through a time that may seem not so attractive and not so wholesome and not so good, that perhaps it is leading you towards a greater harvest than you've ever experienced before. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.